0: Martin Scorsese's The Irishman was released to widespread critical acclaim and granted mob movie fans their dream of seeing Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci and Harvey Keitel all in the same gangster movie for the first and only time. Now that The Irishman has been released, incredibly, Scorsese has already begun working on his next film, a project called Killers of the Flower Moon, based on the book by David Gran of the same name. In this video, I wanted to take a look at Scorsese's upcoming film, what it's about, how good I think it might be, and what kind of things I think it might explore. It's interesting that Scorsese's last two movies, The Irishman and Silence, were two films that were on the director's slate for a long time. We all knew that he was looking to make these films, and they were in development for ages. Killers of the Flower Moon, on the other hand, kind of came out of nowhere. For a long time, it was thought that Scorsese's next film, after The Irishman, would be a serial killer film called Devil and the White City, which he would make with Leonardo DiCaprio. But it seems there were complications with the script, and in the end, White City became an Amazon Hulu series. A few months before The Irishman came out, there were announcements that Scorsese was going to make this film, called Killers of the Flower Moon next, again with DiCaprio in the lead. What's really cool about this new project is that Scorsese has also cast Robert De Niro in it, So the two didn't make a film together in about 25 years since Casino, and now all of a sudden they are working back to back. They have also said they don't work together unless there is something new to explore with the character De Niro is playing, making the collaborations all the more special and meaning they must have something cool in store with De Niro's part in Flower Moon. This is also the first film that Scorsese has directed that will star both De Niro and DiCaprio, about time too, and it's almost poetic in a way. Scorsese's man for about 20 years was Robert De Niro. They made some masterful films together. Then he replaced him with DiCaprio for about 15 years, never working with De Niro again until the two made their melancholy, reflective picture about looking back on your life, The Irishman. Packaged in the genre that the two are most famous for, which did come out at the perfect moment in both of their lives. Now Scorsese is bringing the two titanic actors together in what might even be his last film, you never know. And at the time of making this video, those two are the only people cast in the film. I finished David Grant's novel a little while ago in the space of around two or three days. Originally, I didn't want to read it, especially since I heard it was a murder mystery. I wanted to go into Scorsese's movie Blind and enjoy what might be Scorsese's swan song to its full potential. But then I thought, a lot of people are going to be watching my videos for news and information on the film and I would be pretty much handicapping myself if I didn't read the book beforehand. It's the same with The Irishman as well. Originally, I didn't want to read the book, because I wanted to enjoy the movie first, but then so many people were asking me about what the film's going to show, what it's going to be about, will they cover this or that event, and I thought to myself, well I have to read it now. I don't want to spend too much time talking about the book here, I'll probably review it in a separate video, but for those who don't know, What it's about is essentially a tribe of Native Americans called the Osages. These guys were oppressed in almost every way imaginable, from top to bottom, A to Z. One such way was that they were forced off their land by the American government and white settlers, who made conscious and strategic decisions to try and minimise the Osages' power and land as much as possible. Basically, as most will know from history, the whites wanted the natives out of the picture, and a second method was to force the Osages to give up their way of life by assimilating them into the white man's culture, like for example forcing the Osage youth to go to Christian schools. But ironically, the land which the Osages were forced to migrate to, a barren land which was seen as without value, ended up being on top of an incredible amount of oil reserves, to such an extent that when the oil was discovered, the Osages were thought to be the richest people in the world per capita. Even with their new incredible amounts of wealth, the Osages found themselves yet again oppressed and harassed by the government. One such way, for example, was that laws were introduced in which Osage individuals were essentially given a rating or something in terms of how trustworthy they were with spending their own money. It sounds ridiculous, because it was ridiculous, and also ridiculously racist, because the more Osage blood you had, the less likely you'd be allowed to control your own money. If deemed unfit to control their wealth, which was almost everyone, they were assigned a white guardian who controlled their expenditure. As you might imagine, many of these guardians abused their power, often only allowing their Osage to spend money with businesses that they themselves owned, or minimising the amount of money they were allowed to spend, or just straight up stealing the Osage's cash, The book talks in one part about one case where an ostrich woman who had so much money she and her children were set for life, and yet their guardian restricted their money so much that they were essentially living in poverty, and when the woman's baby became ill and needed medicine, she pleaded with her guardian for medical relief, but to no avail, and the baby died. It's very sad. And yet, bizarrely, when you read the book, the entire book, it's just one of many thousands of injustices that occurred. Anyway, it seems extorting and exploiting the Osage nation isn't enough, because this is where it gets interesting. One Osage person is found shot dead, and then another. One couple have their house blown up, one is poisoned, and so on and so forth, until at least 20 people are bumped off very quickly it becomes evident that foul is at work and there is a serial killer or serial killers killing off the Osage people one by one. The novel focuses on one Osage woman named Molly who finds members of her family dying one by one, with her seemingly unable to do anything about it. The local law not valuing Osage life don't make much effort in finding the perpetrators, and those that do make an effort can't seem to find any solid leads. Eventually, the newly formed FBI, headed by J. Edgar Hoover, quite a character in his own right, is sent to solve the murders. The lead investigator is Tom White, who, unlike many of those who have investigated the murders over the years, is sincere in his efforts to catch the killers. He's a straight arrow, a very nice and forgiving individual, who has a pretty interesting backstory of his own. I'm guessing DiCaprio, who interestingly did play J. Edgar Hoover in a Clint Eastwood biopic a few years back, will be playing White. So the book centres around White and his investigation into the Osage murders, and without giving anything away, the conspiracy he discovers goes above and beyond anything the characters could have expected. It really blows your mind, the FBI's findings were truly stunning, and the full extent of the crimes, which even today we don't know, is shocking and very disturbing. I never knew about any of this, I mean in general, historically, we know Native Americans were oppressed by the invading Europeans, but this is recent history, this is 1920s, and it looks like this is one of many chunks of American history that was swept under the carpet. From what I gather, this isn't taught in schools, this isn't common knowledge in America, and it seems the film will bring a lot of the events to public eye. Now the book is about a great many things, both in terms of its content and its themes. Like for example, there's sections on Molly and her family, there's sections on White's upbringing, there's the murder investigation itself, internal FBI politics and loads of other stuff. In terms of the book's themes, there's a lot of stuff going on, and one thing that stuck out for me was, for example, the theme of identity and the changing times. Molly for example, sees the Osages around her slowly give up the old ways and adopt white culture and belief. Tom White also comes from a world of cowboys, rangers and the lawlessness of rural America, and he must adapt to the new world of suited and booted college boy FBI agents and government approved warrants. A bit like when you read I Heard You Paint Houses, the book that The Irishman is based off, I use that as an example because I'm guessing a lot of people watching this video will have read it. There's so many different things you could focus on, you could make an entire movie about Frank Sheeran's time during World War 2 even, something that's covered in the film for about a minute. Because of this, until we get further details of the movie, we don't really know from what angle Scorsese will approach the story, because there's so many different ways he could make the film and so many different things he could focus on. He's already mentioned in an interview that the murder mystery aspect of it isn't so much what draws him to the story, it's the dehumanising element, the fact that people could kill others without mercy or conscience because they don't even consider them human. That seems to be what has gripped Scorsese more so than the detective element. I think that's a good thing, because whilst the investigation into the murders is very exciting, I'm not sure it translates too excitingly in film. There isn't some massive brainwave that the main character gets or a eureka moment where he connects all of the dots. The procedure of the investigation is pretty standard. The mind blowing part is the discovery, which is already suspected very early on in the book. But just not something that the characters could prove. You may have noticed I haven't mentioned who Robert De Niro is playing, and with good reason.